Hello and welcome to another Win Daily Show. My name is Michael Raziel. This is the Win Daily Show, and I have my incredible co-host Sia Najad with me. Sia, how you doing today, buddy? So, who cares how I'm doing, Michael? What I want to know, what I want to, what I before we get into NFL talk, because there is some, and, and PGA and NBA and all of that stuff. Um, Jorge Masvidal, which we have a guest on to talk about. Yep. I need to know what your psychological state is because two weeks ago, for the people listening, two weeks ago, Michael Brazil, who yes. in his defense, a lot of people mispronounce his name. So yeah, thanks for saying he, it right, actually. Appreciate yeah, it. you're welcome. Um, he mispronounced Chris Cody's name while Chris Cody was listening to the show and commenting in our live comments on the show. And long story short, uh, a couple things happened, including one of your friends or relatives throwing you under the bus a mm-hmm, little bit. Mm-hmm. And now you have to do a grid of death punishment, which Chris Cody did have to do, but is going to have you do it for him. Yes. And that grid of death punishment is watching the entire Fast and the Furious franchise, all nine, basically all in a row within a 48 right. hour period, which you have calculated and yes. reduced to basically a 24 hour period. Correct. Do I have Do I have that right? You are 100% right on all of it. Correct. Thank you. So here finally comes my question before, again, we get into sports and the NFL and PGA and all that stuff. My question is, how is your psychological state? Because it's almost like a week ago, you would have been kind of excited about it. Like, oh, this is kind of a cool, fun thing to do. But now that we're just like, I don't know, 72 hours away from this actually going down, are you kind of regretting, you know, signing up for this? Because it kind of was thrust upon you. You kind of accepted it. And now here we are. You actually have to do it. Yes, the the heat of the moment definitely took over. Let me just say that I, I got I got all juiced up. I was excited. We have Chris Cody watching us, Mister Coat, as uh, I like to call him. Um, so I definitely let the moment take over a little bit. I won't I won't lie there. It is kind of weird today. I was kind of you know just doing my work, doing my stuff. Where we have some cool stuff going on over on at Win Daily, uh, which we'll talk about in a second. And so I started actually looking at the counter. I was like, oh wait a second, like um. It's a lot of Fast and the Furious. I was like, what am I going to do this weekend? I was like, okay, this is what I'm doing Saturday. What am I doing Sunday? Oh, wait, I know exactly what I'm doing Sunday. I'm sitting down in front of a TV from about 8, 8.30 until probably about 2 o'clock in the morning. Uh, and I think, and I, my math might have been a little off as well because um, that is if we just straight play one after another. That's not if I just like get up and like go get food or go to the bathroom or any of that. It's I just put the run times next to each other and just was like, oh, it's only like 18 hours. It's probably going to take us a solid 20 uh, to get through everything. So, Justin, if you're out there, really appreciate you for going through and, and doing this with me. But I I was excited. Um, so I'll tell you, Michael. I'm more curious um, now to see what happens. I, I think it's interesting that you have sort of upgraded to the 20-hour mark because I'll tell you, the MGM and the South Point, also known as me, have set the line at 32 and a half hours. Because again, you have to do it within 48 hours. But yes. but I actually, I think, you know, there's juice on the over. I actually think it's going to take you way more than you think. I think somebody's going to fall asleep. or you are just going to be like, this is too much. So 32 and a half hours is the line. To me, that's the line you need to beat. So yes. just so you know, I, I, I think I beat that. I think that's not even going to be a question. It's really, I mean, for me, it's just getting through those first three movies. After that, they just turn into superhero movies. So it's, it's hysterical. Um, and I think they're amazing. Those first three, though, they're a little too legitimate, you know, trying to steal VCRs and, and, uh, you know, playing Tokyo Drift and, you know, whatever. So Lil, Lil Bow Wow is going to make an appearance. Excited about that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, we're, we're, we're going to rock. We're going to roll. We're going to see what happens. And we're, we're, I'm excited. No, I'm not. I'm not excited. But I'm curious to see if I can do it. And I think I can. And I will put my mind and my body 
to the test. Again, Taco Bell, Wendy's, anybody out there listening, we are looking for sponsors for this 20-ish hour live stream. So anybody out there, I'm in it to win it and uh, we're ready to go. So I'll, I'll leave, Michael, I'll leave you with this thought before we transition. Chris Cody has a wife and a beautiful daughter and mm-hmm. he probably, frankly, just doesn't have the time to watch this entire franchise. So you are really taking a burden off of his hands. So if that makes you maybe sleep easier at night these next few days, then I just wanted to inform you that that is, that is yes. something you are doing a very good thing for a very good person. I'm, I'm helping out a good man who I may have slandered uh, in the past. And I think the, the, I think this might make me, I'm really just crossing my fingers. This gets me on the Levitard show. So if anybody out there else is listening, <laughs> I'll just actually call into the Levitard show and be like, Hey, I did this. Uh, Chris Cody told me to do it. And hopefully they just hang out with me for about 10 minutes that Monday. So we'll, uh, we'll see what happens, man. We'll definitely see. It's, what it's fun. You know, what's really funny about that statement. So I've been angling to get on the Levitard show for a few years now um, for, for actual legitimate sports reasons. And if anybody knows the Levitard show, it's like, that's not why you get on the show. So if between you and me, if there was anybody to actually get on that show, it would be you because of what you're doing on Sunday, as opposed to me and my wealth of knowledge that I can spill out onto the Dan Levitard uh, radio airwaves. But here well, we are. I will be able to spill out the wealth of knowledge of nine Fast and the Furious movies uh, drilled into my brain over the span of about 20 hours. So I think, you know, tomato, tomato at that point, there aren't any live sports. Yet, so I don't think we have to worry too much about it, but there is always stuff going on. Of course, we get to talk about some NFL today. Of course, we get to talk about the PGA and how bad Sia feels for one of his picks, but I'm sure that means he has an 80 to one right in his back pocket, or it looks like a hundred to one in his back pocket, which we're excited about. And we actually have Jim Thompson coming on. I know we've said his name many, many times, and that's always because he's supposed to come on, but then he's never (laughs) able to come on. So we're going to be talking about uh, some LOL. So anybody out there listening, definitely want to stick around for that. We're also going to be talking some MMA, which is going to be a lot of fun. We have some pretty cool fights coming up this weekend, which we're very excited about as well. So, I'm ready. But first, but, oh, but first, first, Michael, we, we got to talk about the the promotional deal that Win Daily is yes. doing. I mean, because it's Thank like you. absurd. It is. Go. So you, one you thing we yes, I, I, I've got it. Me and Fast and the Furious, we will take this over. Um, there's nothing like family. And here at Fa- uh, Fast and the Furious, here at Win Daily, uh, Win Daily Sports, we're very excited. We're trying to help a lot of people out here. We understand sport. You know, we haven't charged anybody since sports have been gone. Obviously, we've been doing a lot of LOL. So shout out to Jim and 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 Ty and Naldo. We've had some CSGO. Shout out Ghost over there. We've been doing a lot of stuff, making a lot of people money. KBO, someone hit for 10K in KBO because of Ghost helped the other day. So shout out to our, our incredible community member over there. But we are having sports come back. And for the first month, we wanted to give everybody a treat. We've seen what some of these other sites are going to start charging when everything comes back. And we thought, you know what? I know the last dance was like a month, two months, maybe eight months ago. Nobody really knows. But Michael Jordan's the GOAT. We want to be the GOAT in this industry, in the DFS industry, in the fantasy sports industry, in the sports betting industry. So for the four, first month back, it is 23 cents, just a month. So pay for a month. You get us for 23 cents. If you don't like it, shoot, cancel after that. But I find it very hard to believe you're not going to like us. So it's 23 cents. You get all of the Discord that CNI and I are going to be talking about constantly, as we always do. You get all of our projection models, which we put a lot of time, effort, energy, and money into, which I'm very excited to get people in front of. Obviously, all the articles. Obviously, all the one-on-one help. So for 23 cents, I am very confident we will make you that money back very quickly, just on simulation games. One of our new writers over here, Brian Tulloch, just won 25 cents on a simulation game and said, you know what? 
I'm going to put that money right back into Wind Daily Sports. So we appreciate the hell out of him as well. But yes, thank you for that CSO. The code is 23. If you're at checkout or you can go to winddailysports.com backslash 23, it'll bring you right there. Sign up for a month. You get it for 23 cents for the first month. And then it's 20 bucks a month after that. You get everything. And I promise you, well, I guess I guess technically I can't promise you, but I'm very confident that on CS bets alone, you will make all the money for the year back and then you won't have anything to worry about. So thank you for that. See, I appreciate you reminding me. And Michael, I forgot to tell you, speaking of reminding people of things. So yesterday in Discord, I actually got a couple like private messages from from I don't know if you're familiar with some of these subscribers, but um, Adam S. and Willett. And they actually complimented us both on the show and how much they like it. So Discord isn't only good for, you know, the subscribers and information, but it's actually good for my ego as well. So anyway, yes, I forgot to tell you. So there you go. Pat's on the back for Sia. And oh, we have Patrick over here watching the live stream as well. We have Zach as always. We appreciate it. And we actually have a new friend that's going to hang out with us, a new member to the Wind Daily Sports team. We have our friend, Charlie Myers. Charlie, man, how are you doing today, brother? Hey, fellas. How's it going? How do you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Great. Yes, I do. I hear you guys great. How's everything tonight? Man, it's beautiful. What's up, buddy? 23 cents for Win Daily Sports. Who the hell doesn't want to sign up for that right now? Less than a quarter for Win Daily Sports? Are you kidding me? <laughs> this is our guy right here, Charlie. So just in case anybody is wondering, Charlie is a new member of the team, and Charlie is also a stand-up comedian, so we are going to have a lot of fun with him. Charlie, if you don't mind, could you actually turn your phone for me? I kind of want to see a little bit more of that beautiful face of yours. Uh, how's this? It's exactly the same. You didn't, you didn't move it at all. All right, how's that? You just moved it further away. You got you got to turn it, like, <laughs> rotate it, man. You got to rotate it. Ninety degrees, ninety right, degrees. There we, go. there we go. How about this one? This looks good. I, I think I look pretty good. I think he looks beautiful, Michael. Literally hasn't changed at all, but I appreciate the hell out of you, Charlie. All right, let's get into some topics. So one thing I, gotta, I do want to start. I gotta get the schnoz at the right angle. Okay, it's <laughs> would, very hey. important that the lighting is correct. You know, I, I'm sure you could relate. It's it's important to me. You and me, you and me both, brother. I promise you that. So we do have some uh, pretty good, pretty big news in college sports. Which again, I'm just going to touch upon before we head off to the NFL. So the Ivy League has canceled all of their sports until at least January 1st, which was pretty alarming. Everybody said this is too much. Don't worry about it. We'll see what happens moving forward. It was obviously not too much because we're already starting to see a lot of these major conferences start to move forward with it. So we have the Big Ten that is going to play an only Big Ten schedule. We have the ACC, which is presumed to only be playing an ACC schedule. And the Pac-12 is right behind them. And once we get three out of those five, it's going to be very difficult for the SEC and the Big 12. Who cares about them, really, to do anything like this? So, uh, Sia, I'll start off with you. Do you think – oh, Charlie's gone. All right, bye, Charlie. Um, do you think this is going to do anything in terms of the NFL or affect anything of the NFL moving forward? Uh, impact on NFL is literally zero percent. So, but as far as college football is concerned, you know, a friend of my, uh, friend of mine, uh, we you know, nicknamed Nuke. He's actually a big fan of the show and really good guy. He's in one of my fantasy football leagues. But uh, long story short, we were talking about the impact of this, you know, this whole thing. And, and the reality is, to me, it's not a huge impact. I understand for March Madness, you know, they were sort of the precursor to everybody else canceling. But I, I really think that was just more the Ivy League is going to take more of a stance on the issues because they have less to lose. I mean, we know how much the Big Ten schools or the SEC schools or even the Pac-12 schools, ACC, have to lose on college football, not just for their 
their college football program, but for all the other programs that college football literally pays for. So when the Ivy League cancels, you know, their football season, knowing the the lack of revenue in that regard, I just don't see it being a huge deal, frankly, yeah. at least as it relates to college football. No, and I, I completely understand that. I do think um, I think it's a precursor, if anything. I think something's going to happen. Something's going to have to happen. It's starting to get a little alarming. Charlie, man, what what are you doing? You're you're out. Oh, he's gone now. I don't think Charlie can hang out with us anymore. We're going to have to figure out something else there. But appreciate you, Charlie. Can he's I, a comedian, so I, we got to give him that. Michael, can I tell you, like that was just like five seconds of Charlie, and and we should let's table it to the next show. But I already freaking love the guy. Like I have something yep. about his, like you know that that like that comedic sort of tone and inflection. Oh yes. my god, I was like, yeah. I was engulfed in it. I was going to forget what the show was about. He's, he's he was, he looks like he's going to be real fun. And apparently, he's he's not just a comedian. Obviously, he knows a ton about. NFL he's going to be writing for us is that yes. right yep he's going to be on the team over here for NFL um it's going to have a nice comedic twist to it he's even probably going to have his own show where him and one of his comedian friends go on and talk but they have to figure out the technology first and if we can't figure out the technology we can't really do too much there so Charlie we appreciate you if you come back probably just not even going to let you back in so it is what it is um so just uh so we'll move on I guess to the uh a little bit more NFL news some real NFL news that one was just uh you know I guess football news i'm a huge football fan i don't care who's playing i'll watch maction i'll watch the fun belt i don't care if we can bet on it if we can have a good time i'm freaking in so i think that is going to be very interesting moving forward see what happens but some nfl news uh raheem mostert came out i think or his agent came out yesterday maybe it was today days don't really matter anymore and he asked for a trade and you know what the internet did the internet laughed at him because they know Kyle Shanahan does not give a shit who his running back is. He is just going to do whatever he needs to do to make sure that they, they run the ball. And it doesn't matter who's there. They're just going to run the ball anyway. So, Sia, talk to me a little bit about Raheem Mostert. Do you think this is uh, this is going to do – do you think he's going to get traded? Do you think he's going to get more money? What do you think is going to happen? If the Niners want to be nice, they can pay him just a little bit more money. Yeah. I mean, this is the classic case of – what happens to an NFL running back, particularly one that doesn't get drafted high? So he was essentially a special teamer, but he sort of he rose to the occasion as a running back as of last year. Mm-hmm. And then or I should say two years ago, really, where he you know, you could tell he was going to have an impact. So last year he signed a three year deal. He's already 28 years old. That three year deal was partially predicated on him being a special teamer and a running back and just the fact that, you know, he wasn't drafted high. So he's essentially making less than three million dollars a year. He has no opportunity to cash in after this contract, because once this contract is up, he's knocking on the door of 30. And, you know, he's you know, there's really outside of maybe Adrian Peterson or Ricky Williams when he came back. There's really very few running backs that have an impact at, you know, 31 and older. So if I understand where Raheem Mostert is coming from, I think he's the best quarterback with the 49ers. I know Tevin Coleman is there. McKinnon is there. Brita was there. But I actually think Mostert is the best running back there. And if they want to make him happy and maybe just restructure his deal and pay him instead of, you know, 2.75 million a year, maybe pay him like 3.25 just to make the guy happy, then I think that would be a nice gesture. But typically clubs don't want to set that precedent that, you know, when mm-hmm. somebody, you know, cries for more money, then, you know, we're just going to appease them because then that yeah. has a domino effect, obviously. But exactly. I, I just feel bad. I just feel bad for Mostert. Ultimately, he's 28 and he's stuck in a deal that isn't very good. And his just from a career standpoint, he's not going to make a lot of money, even though the guy had 10 touchdowns last year and he averaged 5.6 yards a carry. I mean, don't get me wrong. Most running backs in San Francisco average, you know, five yards per carry or more, including uh, Brita averaged over five yards a carry last year. But, you know, I mean, I, I, I respect the guy for wanting to cash in a little bit. The reality is if they trade him to a team that needs a running back, he'd probably be in a better situation financially. 
Yeah, and I, I think it's really funny because he came out and he's like, he wants to make Tevin Coleman money. And I looked up what Tevin Coleman's making. It's like a couple million dollars more. So it's it's not like he he he's not like he's asking for the world. He's not like he's asking for like Ezekiel Elliott or Alvin, you know, what Alvin Kamara is gonna get paid or Christian McCaffrey. He's just like, Can you guys just give me like two million dollars more if you don't mind? And like I, I don't know the the uh, San Francisco 49ers cap off the top of my head, but it's not like the dude's asking for a lot. So I don't think it's that big of a deal. I do think, um, I think you're right. I don't think they want to set the precedent. And I also think they literally do not care. Whoever you put back there, it's the blocking, it's the scheme. It does not matter who the running back is. They will get it done. Alfred Morris was the rushing title winner in Kyle Shanahan's offense, if I'm not mistaken. And then where did he go? He did absolutely nothing the rest of his career. So your injuries had a little bit to do with that. And Robert DeGriffin III getting hurt there. I got him in before you did. Ha 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 ha. I got him in before you did. <laughs> Damn but, it. Um, yeah, we got you. Um, but I think, I don't think it matters. I think they're either going to say, no, you're going to get this much or we'll trade you. And I don't think he's, it matters. I really don't think it matters to Kyle Shanahan, whoever's there. They're just the hell out of him. Fantasy though, that's where it might matter. Alfred Morris is the best example you could have possibly given. Seventh round pick out of FAU, typically running backs that are in the seventh round, or really anybody in the seventh round, really doesn't have a good shot at making the 53-man roster. Morris did, and and with RG3 and, and, and you know the, the run pass option, the zone read, mm-hmm. he flourished for a couple of years, actually. And then, you know, as you know, he went to Dallas. Really, it wasn't injuries that slowed him down. It was just being out of Kyle Shanahan's system because he – he was slow anyway. You can't say a guy that was as slow as Alfred Morris got slowed down by anything other than him just being slow. So good for Alfred Morris. I mean, he cashed in. Yeah. He, I mean, he he got, you know, probably six years out of the league. Uh, I think he, he's basically going to retire this year. I don't think anybody's signing him. But, you know, that's great because he gets his pension and all this. Like, you know, this is if you are in a Kyle Shanahan system – you're basically good to go. You have mm-hmm. built-in longevity because whether you're a receiver or a quarterback or whatever position you play from a skill set standpoint, from a skill position standpoint, you're gonna flourish as long as he gives you the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And most are flourished because he got the opportunity. But the problem now is he's 28 and now he's like, give me money. And Kyle's like, no, I'll just put in McKinnon. I'll just put in Tevin or just exactly. some other random that I that I pick up, just like my dad did, just mm-hmm. like Mike did with the Broncos, because you know, when Terrell Davis left, it was just a bunch of like Orlandis Gary and just a, a combination of just like random guys that were just, you know, getting five yards a clip. And that's the, that's the thing. I mean, no, nothing against Mostert. I am all four players making literally as much money as they can. So I respect him yep. and what he's doing and how he's doing it. Again, it's not like he's asking for $10 million a year. He's literally asking for like another $1.5 million a year. And I think if they meet him in the middle, he'll be happy about that, right? Like an extra 750 k not too bad. You're not going to get angry with that over the next two years or anything. But I don't think it matters. I don't think they care. And I think it's, you know, they'll, they'll bring in, you know, as, you know, Alfred Morris, you know, a dude like that. Bring Alfred Morris back. How about that? There we go. I mean, there's a reason he's 28 and didn't have a breakout year until this year. Like, it, it, like I'm sorry. It's like you don't revolutionize your game that far into it. That's not really commonplace unless we're doing something we're not supposed to. So we'll see what happens. Shout out to Raheem Mostert. I hope he does well. I hope he makes some money and I hope he does good for himself and his family. So let's move on to maybe, I guess, uh, we're going to have to call him yours and my favorite player, I think, this season. <laughs> draft him number one overall on in all my fantasy drafts. He's going to be in every DFS lineup. Denzel Mims comes out talking about Philadelphia. Do you want to Do you want to say it, or do you want me to say it? How do you want to do this? Uh, you I say think, it. okay, so <laughs> Denzel Mims was basically asked about Philly. I, I got to admit, I don't, I don't really know the context. I don't know if they were talking about, hey, do you wish Philly had drafted you or, or something like that? But uh, he, ba- he didn't basically. He literally called uh, Philly a dirty-ass trash city. 
which I think is so hilarious on so many levels. One, because I kind of hate Philly too as a Redskins yep. fan, and, and I mm-hmm. hate their fans even more than I hate the team. Um, they're fans, not the people in the city. There's a difference there, by no, the way. No, there's not. I, there is not. No, well, maybe maybe there isn't. But when Zero I go to FedEx Field, when I go to FedEx Field, and like I have to worry about like ten Philly fans like beating me up because they're just mad at life then you know we have a problem with a fan base here. Yeah. But the fact that Mims as a rookie had the temerity to just like roll that line out and basically a fit like, you know, if, if if Mims is ever on the trade block, I mean Philly's obviously out. You know, that's I, not going to be a I trade option. So, man. I hope so. And I'm just quickly looking up their schedule. It does not nope. Man, it would have been so sweet if they they got to play each other <laughs> this year. But no, I, I thought it was hysterical. Yeah, I think that was the context like, oh, you know, was were were you did you want to go to Philadelphia? Because we all know that they were wide receiver needy. Denzel Mims went in the second round to the Jets, so pretty high in the second round, top 10, 15 picks, whatever they ended up being. And yeah, no, he was he was not about it. He's like, nah, I'm very, very grateful I did not have to go to Philadelphia, that dirty ass, trash ass city. Um, <laughs> and I, you know, shoot, I'll, I'll say it too. Philadelphia's the worst. Um, been there many, many times, have like one friend that lives there. And if it wasn't for her, I would literally never be there. So it is what it is. But I, I respect Denzel Mims coming out. And now he has an entire fan base that will probably, I assume they'll have to play each other within the next couple of years and he will have batteries thrown at him. Um, so I just want him to know that. And I'll be a human shield because I respect him that much. And if you want to throw um, batteries at Michael uh, via Twitter, uh, metaphorical batteries, uh, it's yeah. uh, it's at Michael Raziel one. So he, he basically yeah. just... He basically just put down your whole city. So, you know, please send all hate tweets. I'll do it again. Michael. <laughs> I'll do it again. That's totally fine with me, man. I, I believe me. I've been there enough times to know the fan base is no different than the city. They're all terrible, awful human Ouch. beings. And I'm wow. going to stand behind it. So any of our... Are you just trying to get clicks? Are you just trying yep. to get clicks? Is that, is that what's going says on it. Everybody says it. See, I'm not no, the first right. person to say this. Right. I will say, I say it too. I'm just I, trying to make I, you the background. I appreciate it. It's fine. I will say this. I respect the hell out of Philadelphia, all Philadelphia fans, because I have never met a single bandwagon Philadelphia fan, whether that's a Sixers fan, an Eagles fan, a Phillies fan, a Flyers fan. They are 100% for their city, and I respect that. But that does not mean that I like you, and it does not mean that I like anything about your city. So at least I give you some respect, I guess. Can we put that in the tweets too with those batteries? I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, so a couple other things from the NFL. So we uh, the the NFL. I guess um, how do I want to say this? I think they're trying to stay. Let let's let's see if this word resonates with UCA. I think they're trying to stay woke. Um, the NFL is trying to do everything they can for public perception to be like, yeah, we're doing everything we can. And they're like, yeah, no, you can't. Pop- possibly swap jerseys at the end of the game that's just like we can't let anybody get that close to each other after a game and all the players came out and are like what the hell are you talking about so linemen can literally just stand what like six inches apart staring at each other breathing in each other's faces but after the game like they can't possibly like go up shake each other's hand and swap jerseys so i don't know see is this the nfl just trying a little too hard to i guess be in the public you know correct in the public eye i guess i don't know well, I mean, the, I think one of the words you're searching for outside of woke is just optics. And yes. As and, a and I should know that one, too. Thank you. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, this is this is bad. I mean, it's you know, again, it's all about optics. It's obviously a useless 
uh, measure that they're taking. But, you know, I, I guess maybe they don't like they're, they're imagining the look of players swapping jerseys after the game and ha- having that on camera. And somebody on Twitter is going to be like, I can't believe they're doing that because, by the way, that happens. And then other people on Twitter are going to criticize that. And then they're going to be like, well, yeah, why are they even playing the game in the first place? And then you're going to have like 20,000 people, you know hate tweeting the NFL. So they're trying to just, I think it's stupid, but they're just trying to get all the excess stuff just out of the way. So it's just football. I think ultimately that's what they're trying to do. And I think this is probably one measure of about a hundred that we're going to see or hear about until the NFL season starts. Fingers crossed. Just stupid, just stupid shit. Nothing. It doesn't matter. I mean, if you're okay with them again, linemen, being that close to each other, the whole point is that you're not supposed to breathe on each other. That's why we have to wear masks, right? That's the whole point. You're probably not going to make them wear masks during game. So you're probably just going to let them breathe on each other. You can't really say like, oh, a lineman has to like come out every play or something. That way, the blah, 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 science, science, science. That doesn't make any sense. So I don't know, man. It's ridiculous. Again, the optics of it. They're looking a little too woke, in my opinion. So we will see what happens there. So one more NFL topic before we move on to your favorite part of the discussion, or at least one of your favorite parts of the discussion is the PGA. So Madden. Actually, I have two more. I'm going to add something to the notes right now while I'm explaining this part. So Mm -hmm. uh, Madden actually came out and said they have their 21 rookie QB ratings for the upcoming 21 season for Madden 2021. They have Joe Burrow at a 76. They have two at a 73. Jordan Love at a 71. They think he is two points worse than Tua. So clearly they did not watch football last year. Justin Herbert is at a 70. Again, only three points worse than Tua. They clearly did not watch football last year. Jalen Hurts coming out at a 68 with 86 speed. Then we have Jacob Eason over in the Colts, uh, over at the Colts. So we'll wait for him till next year. And Jake Fromm talking about, you know, elite white people or something. We'll, 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 we'll get to that one in a second too. But I guess I got to ask, do like from a fantasy standpoint, I mean, are any of these guys punt plays for you? Is this something that you're going to be paying attention to? I know the ratings don't really matter to us when it comes to fantasy, but it's just a fun reason to start to talk about quarterbacks, in my opinion. So how do you feel about the ratings and how do you feel about any of these guys for your season long or even some DFS potential? So ratings wise, I actually think these are kind of uh, see. I'm so sorry. Go. Mr. Chris, Mr. Chris Cody just came in to uh, oh. to talk to us for a second. Um, he says the jersey exchange in football is the best because you get to see the world class world class athletes awkwardly, which is always fun. You always get to see them have that weird like dap up handshake. They don't really know what to say to each other. They're kind of just like, oh yeah, I mean, could you, um, yeah, I mean, could you sign my jersey? Like, is that cool? Like that whole thing. And then you have Zeke signing Dalvin Cook saying, like, go secure the bag, man. That's always fun. So, I mean, we have and, to get them to go. They try to take off their jersey over their shoulder pads yep. and they can't get yep. it off. And so. They have to have like three people help them rip it off. That's always fun. I do like that. So thanks, Mr. Coat. Appreciate it. Hope you heard. I will be doing the uh, Fast and the Furious challenge. We're hashtagging it, making it into a challenge now. So uh, very excited for that one. So Chris, if you missed the front end of the show, we basically went five, six minutes, not just about the challenge that's going to go down on Sunday, but about Michael psychological state that he actually has to do this and it's, get, it's pretty I get interesting to. get to oh. there's no have to there's a get to i do everything's a get to in my life i, I changed <laughs> that man i'm i'm all positive and shit um anyway let's go back thanks chris we appreciate you hopping back in uh let's go back to uh madden for a second all right i'm very sorry i don't remember my question but i know you knew the answer because this is you're really no, good no so you were, you were talking about the ratings right so yeah. as far as madden ratings i mean i'm a big madden guy too i'll be honest uh, among the many things i've been doing lately madden has sort of taken a back seat but I actually think these rankings are pretty good. I mean, I, I don't have the uh, the actual like specific metrics isolated. I would have Jordan Love 
way below Justin Herbert. And for the record, I don't even like Justin Herbert. Yes. Jordan Love's not a quarterback, okay? He's not going to be good in the NFL. I, I'm not trying to be a jerk here. Like, he made it to the NFL. He probably should have been like a fourth-round pick or maybe a late third-round pick, in my opinion. And that's very good, okay? Jordan Love was pretty good in college and probably belongs as a third string in the NFL. But I'm telling you, this guy is not an NFL quarterback. Uh, Jalen Hurts, you know, 68. That one's interesting. I mean, Jalen Hurts, I feel like, is an interesting case study because the idea that Carson Wentz might get injured, like, sooner rather than later is is kind of a real thing. I mean, I guess you could say that about a lot of quarterbacks, but specifically Carson Wentz. So I actually could see – I don't know that, that that Jalen Hurts would be incorporated as the, the QB2 right away. Mm-hmm. I, I think actually he's probably going to start off as the third string and the Eagles are going to carry three quarterbacks, at least for maybe the whole the whole season, like kind of um, the Ravens did last year actually. Mm-hmm. But – yeah, I think Hertz is interesting from a from a fantasy standpoint. If if Wentz were to go down, because they would completely reformat the offense and they would use those legs and that eighty six mm-hmm. speed to actually maybe he'd eat up yards kind of like a Josh Allen. In fact, he could be like a Josh Allen type quarterback. I don't think that's super far fetched, especially if you consider how much I like Josh Allen, which yeah. obviously, as people know, isn't very much. So um, no, but from a DFS and fantasy standpoint. I don't like any of these guys for for obvious reasons. They don't. We don't even need to go over. Most of them aren't even going to play this year. And if they do, it'll be in an experimental phase after their team is already you know basically out of the playoffs. But Joe Burrow is interesting from a DFS standpoint because he does have so many weapons with T. Higgins and AJ Green and you know uh, the Tyler Boyd. They've got mm-hmm. you know, Joe Ross is is there. Yep, so and then of course Mixon, who's going to catch a lot of passes. So given the right matchup, I mean, if I just take a peek at Cincinnati's schedule. They got the Chargers. Chargers defense is pretty good. And then they get Cleveland, Philly. But then week four, they play Jacksonville. That could be an interesting DFS play because mm-hmm. by then he might be like more acclimated to the playbook and have his legs under him, so to speak. And then honestly, their schedule is kind of tough, I got to admit. But once you get past the bye and past Pittsburgh, then they've got the Redskins, the New York Giants, the Miami Dolphins, the Dallas Cowboys, who don't, you know, Cowboys don't have an elite defense. Mm-hmm. So that's four games in a row after their bye that you could conceivably play him in DFS or in a, in a, in a, in a two QB league, you could play him as your second quarterback and yeah. probably be just fine. Because again, by then he'll probably be slinging it around and that defense isn't very good. So much like the Giants, and you, you know, you like the, a lot of people like the, the Giants quarterback, they're going to be playing from behind third and fourth quarters and they're going to need to sling the ball. So, I, you know, guys like Daniel Jones, I kind of like for that reason. So I, I got to say the same about Burrow, especially late in the season. I was going to say the exact same thing. I think it's one of those things. If it's a two QB league, obviously you have to snag up two QBs. And if he just goes a little bit later than most, I think you're going to be fine with him as your second quarterback. I think obviously you're going to need a backup in every league. So if it comes down to it, I wouldn't be angry if Joe Burrow was my backup. Not ecstatic, but definitely not angry. And I do agree with you. I think after a few weeks, after getting him acclimated, I don't think he's going to be rostered by everybody for those first eight weeks, especially depending on how big your league is. If it's eight, you know, you're a loser and you should be in a 10 team league. But if it's a 10 or a 12 team league, I think he <laughs> might be. But you still have the chance to play the waiver wire a little bit. You still have the chance to kind of look ahead, as you were saying, with Jacksonville, with that stretch of the Giants, Miami Dolphins, depending who your quarterback is, depending when that bye week is. I don't think Joe Burrow is the worst possible quarterback to have. And I do think, again, with those first few weeks and as we've been saying with pretty much all these rookies, because there's going to be barely any offseason, it looks like, because there's going to be two preseason games, because most of these teams are probably going to punt the preseason anyway. I don't want the, anything to do with Joe Burrow those first few weeks. The Jacksonville game, maybe, but I'd probably even wait till after then. So he's probably going to be out there. You can probably pick him up as a free agent, as a waiver wire pickup, and you can just go with it. You can roll with it. And you can just snag him then. And I think that's when you're going to be able to, uh, that's when you're going to be able to utilize him. So he's the only one, though. Everyone else, 
totally useless. I would say Jalen Hurts in best ball, if it's like super, super deep and super late, you might get a week or two out of him that are pretty solid. But that's that's about it for these rookie quarterbacks, in my opinion. Yeah, agree. And and let me just say one other thing. I, I'm just you know now that Cam Newton is on the Patriots and we know Jameis is on New Orleans. You mentioned Justin Herbert, and, and I just I really hate what the Chargers did because mm-hmm. they were in a position to win. They could have grabbed Jameis Winston yep. or Cam Newton or both. Well, actually, it would have been one or the other, obviously. And instead of Justin Herbert taking you know whoever they wanted at, at their, I think it was the fifth pick overall, or maybe it was mm-hmm. the sixth. And for, I don't know if people really realize that people in fantasy, they're always thinking of, you know, offensive weapons. So, you know, you have Eckler and Williams and Keenan Allen, and Hunter Henry. But FYI, their defense is completely stacked. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could have taken any, you know, anybody they wanted, you know, to just like stack that defense anymore, uh, even more and get Jameis Winston, who, you know, now has LASIK and I don't know, maybe throws less than 30 interceptions, but can definitely sling it to those receivers mm-hmm. in that tight end and Eckler. I just I look at the Chargers schedule and I'm just so disappointed in what they did because Justin Herbert didn't show me much at Oregon. He had the pedigree. He had the hype going to Oregon. And two years ago, he was okay. But, you know, just like Jordan Love, he just really was underwhelming, especially Mm -hmm. his last year. And I just think the Chargers really dropped the ball. And and I I give that to the GM, but also Anthony Lynn, who was just so invested in Tyrod Taylor for reasons that I really kind of don't understand. So I'm just I feel like the Chargers really kind of missed out here. And and I only say that because Justin Herbert reminds me Justin Herbert's not seeing the field this year. And if he does, he's going to be completely lost. He's a project at best. Yeah. So I I completely agree. If they could have also, let's never forget the Bears traded a fourth round pick for Nick Foles rather than just waiting for Cam Newton or Andy Dalton or uh, Jameis Winston. I just wanted to throw that in there for our Bears fans, but I totally agree. You could have just got Jameis Winston. Um, You're much higher on Cam than I am, but it's a great argument. But Jameis Winston's 25, man. 25 going to be 26. I mean, if he can, it's not like he didn't figure it out either. He threw a lot of interceptions. Okay, hopefully you could coach that out of him potentially. Some of those other numbers come down, but hopefully the win totals go up. You can have eight years of Jameis Winston. That's really not inconceivable at that point. So right now you're locked into Justin Herbert for at least four more. So we'll see what happens there. But I agree with you. I think the Chargers could have done a lot better, could have utilized that defense and not just let everyone go. And Mike Williams probably would have appreciated the hell out of Jameis Winston just throwing the ball as far as possible him getting his two catches for 80 yards and everybody calling it a day so you know that's probably something mike yeah. williams is a little disappointed about so let's and, and that's why we're going to see a lot of disappointed mike evans and chris godwin owners um uh, fantasy owners because those guys aren't going to get the, the the jump balls that Jameis was giving them for two reasons one is because tom brady doesn't do that and two because tampa bay is not going to be trailing in the third and fourth quarter thanks to Jameis winston interceptions in the first and mm-hmm. second quarter so you know i know those are big names and people want to get them early because they're you know a hot commodity and they're still young and if you watch mike evans workout videos lately on you know whatever social media platform looks pretty good and all that stuff but i just don't see them getting near the production they got last year so i feel like we're gonna have a lot of that, that that's a you know i'll let other people take those guys is, is my point yeah. and from a 100 percent. i'm going to give that to everybody else so we do have our good friend jim who's going to be on here in a second just one more topic so see i'm sorry we're going to probably have to just do golf a little bit later and it's just going to be a late night you and me kind of thing which i'm not too angry about but last thing uh, i'm sure you saw it today aaron jones was not ranked in some top 10 article and the internet went ablaze and then i looked at it and i was kind of like you know I'm not sure if Aaron Jones is going to be in the top 10. He had like 18 or 19 touchdowns last year. That is very, very difficult to think that that's going to happen again. I think he had 16 rushing and three or four receiving. So it was like, he was incredible last year. Don't get me wrong, but the yards weren't 
out of this world. They were great. They weren't out of this world. It was all touchdowns and it was incredible. And now the Packers are very clearly going in a direction of, you know, we really don't want Aaron Rodgers slinging the ball that much. We really don't need Aaron Jones to run the ball down, down everybody's throat. They obviously take a running back in the second. They take a fullback, I think, in the third. I mean, do you think, just quickly, do you think Aaron Jones is a top 10 running back? You're talking top 10 fantasy running back, right? Correct. Yeah, fantasy. I don't care about real life. <laughs> um, because I didn't see the poll. I just saw that Aaron Jones was trending. So you're, you're, yes. you're letting me know right that's now. It, that's, so, that's literally all I saw too, pretty much. Yeah, so so the answer is no. I don't think he's a top 10 fantasy running back. Uh, I think they're going to use A.J. Dillon enough and Williams enough to, to to chip away. And and obviously the touchdown regression is coming. I mean, I, I, yes. I just don't. First of all, I think regression is coming across the board for Green Bay because their stats don't really measure up to their win total. So I think it's going to be kind of a weird season for Green Bay. I think we're going to see, I've, I've mentioned this before, I think we're going to see a very disgruntled Aaron Rodgers by the middle of the season because mm-hmm. I don't think things will be clicking as much. Um, I like Devontae Adams. I don't like Aaron Jones. So I'll let somebody else grab Aaron Jones. Fantasy-wise, no, I don't think he's a top 10 running back. I had him last year. He was great for me. The opportunity yeah. was pretty good, even though I was frustrated because I thought Williams got way too many touches and he wasn't very good. So I didn't really understand that. But at the end of the day, no, I'll, I'll definitely find 10 running backs ahead of Aaron Jones. I, I think I agree with you. I think I agree with you. And that's why I just brought it up there for a second. But that was fun. Uh, the Internet is a funny place. We can get a lot of content from it, just making fun of it, really. And that's kind of what we have done today so far for about 35 minutes. So let's bring in our good friend, big time, Timmy Jim. Jim, what's going on, buddy? 23 cents. Let's go. <laughs> you, 23 cents. Are what you kidding you me? 23 cents? You, you know what? Let me, you know, what's better than that though, is the fact that, okay, I got, what is this? What is this right here? This is 25 cents. One quarter. One. That's one. That's one. First, f- basically free month of win daily. You know what? Here's another, here's another Bring your friend. Bring you know what you got ten. You got ten quarters. Bring ten friends. I got three right here. I got you know what. Let, let's go. I'm ready. Let's let's, let's go. We got it. Let's I'm go. Excited. Jim is going to be mailing up. Go. Make sure to comment on the Periscope or the YouTube uh, with your address. Jim will be sending you those quarters um, right there, right for you. So we appreciate you there, Jim. So we brought on Jim. We got him. Finally, it took a lot of wrangling. I had to, to throw a couple ropes. I had to pull him tight. I needed to see his help, but we got him here. We're going to be talking some LOL. We're going to be talking about UFC fight mother effing island which i'm very excited about and uh yeah as i said before jim's already given away some quarters so jim i'll uh, i'll let dealer's choice do you want to talk about lol first or do you want to talk about ufc first i'd like to to give away and this is this isn't even 23 cents i want to give away my three favorite picks for fight island and abu dhabi let's go let's Go. All right. Talk to me, Jim. So we're on Fight Island. It turns out it's not really an island. There's like a whole kind of internet conspiracy around it, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be a blast. And I respect the hell out of Dana White. So talk to me. Who are your top three? We got, I need some bets and I need some DFS plays uh, for this weekend coming up on Saturday. All right. I got you. Well, here is one of my, I'm going to, I'm going to start it off with just a, a massive value play that for some reason that nobody's talking about right now. And that's Andrade. She is amazing. She's absolutely absurd. She comes out. They, they call her Thug for a reason. You know that's her. That's that's her crazy nickname. But like, 
she, she's on DraftKings, and it, it's it's she's seven thousand. Like, who does that? Why is DraftKings doing that? I don't get it. And I'm sorry, the uh, Naman Nunes is the thug. I'm so sorry there, but she, she is good. She's seventy two hundred, and she's going to come out on DraftKings, and she has already beaten Naman Nunes. And she put up over 100 DraftKings points. Why is she 7,200? I don't get it. That's my that's my favorite number one value play right there. And you know what? I'll, I'll even be happy to throw some money on that one for sure. Number two. Wait, wait, wait. More, more or less than 25 cents? Definitely way more than 25. Okay, I, cool. I'll buy that right a lot more you know, subscriptions there with her for sure. And hopefully it pays off, you know, but UFC, we've seen a lot of crazy stuff recently. And of course, Fight Island, everyone's going to be amped up. Everyone's going to be going hard. And they're probably just as excited as we are too, to be there. But I mean, I I feel like that for me is one of my better ones leading into that one. My number two play, not my number three play. You see what I did there? You see what I did there? My number two play (laughs) Is Jan Jan versus Aldo? Aldo's not there anymore. He he's getting older. He's been beaten up over and over and over again. And I do not see him coming out here and and doing exactly what he should do. And it, this is a title fight. This is because Cejudo randomly retired after his last victory. You're looking at somebody like Aldo, who's going into a title fight with his last two fights being losses, decision losses. Yeah, the two before that were, you know, uh, TKOs, but how do you get a title fight with two losses in a row? I don't, your last, your most recent fights were losses. So, you know, you got Peter Jan, he's going nuts, man. He's got one loss in his his career here. He's 14 and one. He's constantly going out there. KOing people, man. Just one, two, done. You know, it's, just, it's crazy. And and I think he's going to do that to, to Aldo for sure. And and I think he's going to easily get you well over 100 points. And that, to me, should be set in stone there. I feel like Peter Jan's my lock. He's my lock button. I might have, a, if I do 10 lineups, I might have one, maybe two Aldo just in case because we know that Anything can happen in UFC, and you don't want to be giving away your quarters, but you know what it is, what it is. And my my number three favorite play is Usman. I get it. You know, it's the main event, though, but you have to target the main event. You have to target all title fights here. I'm going to be real with every single one of you guys. There is 13 fights on this card. That's a lot of fights. That's the most fights we've seen on one card. And there's been people that have been ruled out uh, due to, you know, testing positive and everything like that, but they've replaced them. So they have a consistent 13 cards, but 13 fights. But here we go. (laughs) See what I did there? But Usman. Usman is a machine. He is by far one of the best fighters I think I've ever seen. A lot of people hate him because of his attitude and his demeanor and, and the way he responds to people. But I, I don't know why he's 8,900 on DraftKings. Let, let me, let me explain something to you here really quick. He has put up like minimal 120, 130 points, DraftKings points. And his, 
and his last, what is it, last or four out of his last five wins or something like that. He is a machine. When he wins, even if it's by decision, he's over 100 DraftKings points. So I feel like you're getting you're getting a fight because Gilbert Burns, if this was Gilbert Burns, I already had it down, and I, and I was taking Burns. I, I love Burns. The way he came out his last fight, he's ready. He's ready for a title shot. He deserves it. And I just I just feel like Usman's – Masvidal is nothing to him. He's the number. Okay, I can't say nothing because the number three contender is, you know, he's a great fighter, but he's not the number one contender, which is Burns. And I think that Usman, I'm going to, I think Usman's going to take him out by the third round. He's going to catch him with a hard, clean, either right uppercut or a a right hook, and he's just going to knock him out, and and it's just going to be game over to end the night. But the thing is I I did want to say is you want to make sure that you focus on these five-round fights. I'm using a lot of numbers here, but you know what? What, Do you know what makes five if you add two and three together? Two and three? I know. It's less than a quarter, and you know what that means? You only have to pay 23 cents to talk to Jim on Discord. How does that sound? That sounds pretty great, doesn't it? All the time, and I'm there all the time. And Literally I'm all, the, all time. the time. Literally all the time. See, so, yeah, what do you what do you got for Jim? So, uh, you know, I, I live in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, Masvidal is really big down here, right? You know, he's from Miami. He's on all the like. You know, I'm speaking to Levitard. He's on the Levitard show all the time. He's actually friends with some of my friends just just within you know a couple miles of me. That like, they're they're always chatting and whatnot. And and I'm trying to like obviously I'm going to be rooting for Masvidal. And, and and I guess my only question for you is. If he were to win, what what would be the path to victory? Obviously, it's not likely, but if he were to win, what what do you think would be the path to victory? So you'd be like, oh, well, that makes sense that he won that way because that's the only way this guy could have beaten beaten this guy. I, I feel I feel like Masvidal is going to have to target the body of Usman. That he, he's going to have to hit him repeatedly with liver shots, and he's going to have to blast his legs. If he takes out his legs and he throws him off balance, Masvidal's a strong guy. Jorge is a beast, too. Don't get me wrong, and I'm not saying he's a bad fighter because he's a really good fighter. I mean, his last three fights are all wins, and they're all by KOTKO. You know what I mean? So he is a good fighter, and he is deserving for a title shot. But I feel like Burns deserved it first and unfortunately for him you know with everything with COVID-19 and everything but I think his what his path to victory would to be lower leg kicks not even not even higher thigh but lower leg kicks maybe to the to the side side of the calf or or the inside lower leg for Usman and Usman's gonna stumble he's gonna he's gonna because he lean he leans on his right leg I believe it is really heavy if he takes that out and he catches him with a, a like a clean uppercut or, or anything along that nature and catches him on the chin pretty hard. I, I think he can get him either that or it just turns into a massive bloodbath. I mean, both these guys got heart too. They're both, they both love what they do. And, and I can also see this going five rounds, but if it goes five rounds, you are going to see so many significant strikes. It is going to be ridiculous. If this fight goes five rounds, if it goes five rounds, I can almost guarantee that you're going to need both of these guys in your lineup. I'm not saying I'm going to do that a lot because I frown upon that, but look at uh, the Gaethje Ferguson fight. Okay. That was a slug fest till the end until it was at the, I believe it was the end of fourth, beginning of fifth, something like that, that, you know, Ferguson was TKO'd out, but still Ferguson was in the winning DFS lineup. And that wasn't even a full five rounds. And I feel like these guys are going to go at it just as hard, if not even harder. How much, how much, 
like uh, because Masvidal is coming in so late to this process, and I think it was only announced what like last week, if not only a couple days ago at this point. How much do you take into account the fact that he didn't really know what he was getting into until only a couple days ago? Does that make it that much of a heavier favorite for Usman? Um, see, Usman knew he was going to fight, and I'm pretty sure Masvidal knew he was going to fight. Okay. Eventually, I don't think he thought that soon. But you're coming in on short notice. You were probably he was probably expecting to watch this fight on pay-per-view or on TV. And next thing you know, he's in it. And somebody who hasn't been training for a title fight against a monster, a nightmare like Usman, I I don't know, man. I don't I don't I don't like that. <laughs> I'm not gonna have much of him. Like is he's gonna be the same as Aldo for me. He's maybe one or two. Like that's it. That's it. Okay. And, and I appreciate that insight. And just for Sia and his friends, but I kind of want one or two, but not three, not three. Oh, oh not two, two, two or yeah, three. Yeah, you see what I did? Yeah, that's that's funny. Is, this guy right here. But for <laughs> Sia and his friends, I hope Masvidal does win. I think that's pretty important because uh, Sia is my guy. And I want him to be happy and I want his friends to be happy. And Miami's Real had quick. some hard times. Yeah, what's up? You know who You know who my guy is, Sia? Michael Jordan? No. Oh. Josh Allen. Uh, Josh Allen. There it is. No, we can't do this mm-hmm. yet, guys. Guys, we mm-hmm. can't do this yet. No, we got more we'll stuff. We'll get into that. It. This is going to go too long. It's going to be too much. Let's let's move on, Jim. You're here for MMA. You're here for some Fight Island. So we got that. So we got your top three plays. Very happy about that. If you make sure check check out Jim's article, it's going to be free. But you can also talk to Jim one-on-one in the Discord chat if you pay 23 cents for an entire month. That's less than a penny a day. You get to talk to Jim. He'll help you create I, honestly, Jim will probably help you create like 150 lineups by hand because he's just that nice of a guy. But you get that for 23 cents. You can come in, you can hang out, you can get the projection models, which Jim does by himself. Well, not by himself, obviously, but there's a lot of data, a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of energy, a lot of money involved in those. And uh, yeah, so very excited about that. So 23 cents again. But you know what else you get for 23 cents? You get LOL. You get Jim Thompson and LOL too. So Jim, talk to us a little bit about LOL. C is going to sit back because it's just going to be the acronym Olympics right now. So we're going to kind of, honestly, both of us are probably just going to sit back. You kind of start throwing out letters and we'll probably just nod our head. Yes. How's that sound? That sounds good. That sounds great, actually. All right. Please. And maybe one of these days you guys you guys might put in the lineup, maybe, you know? That that'll be a good one. Five o'clock in the morning, dude. It's early. I'm not gonna lie. Five in the morning is a little early. I mean, come on though. Like you you don't need to be there for it. You know what I mean? You just set it, forget it, go to bed. But all right. Maybe. So maybe. all right. I'll I'll get going here. All right. So what we have is the LCK and the LPO. For anybody who maybe doesn't know what League of Legends is and or might have heard about it, the LPL is the Chinese League and the LCK is the Korean League. This is League of Legends. It's guys in a basically a fighting video game where they pick champions and the champions have different um, attributes and everything like that that are buffs that make them you know better at what they're doing. And they're it's a video main, game. It's a video game. Yeah. yeah, it's a video game. And their main goal is to capture the, the other team's base, basically. So what we have is from the LCK, we have Team Dynamics versus Genji Esports. Team Dynamics is a brand new team. Um, they came in this year. They they won their way into the, the professional Korean league. They're a good team, but they're new. They're very um, uneducated when it comes to playing professionally. They They don't. 
they don't know what to do in certain situations, and they're playing a, a team like Genji Esports, which it's it's stacked of a bunch of veterans. Genji Esports is minus five fifty, and Team Dynamics is plus three thirty. I love Genji here, hands down. Love them. I love them in three man or four man stacks and in my lineups. And I, I'm just, I might have, again, like you, you kind of want to just hedge maybe if you're going to do, say you do five lineups, maybe do two with Genji, one with team dynamics, if you're going to disperse it that way. Um, the next, uh, the next game is, um, I'm sorry, is OMG versus Billy Billy Gaming. Um, OMG was a good team last, last season. Um, they've kind of digressed this year, but have shown signs of, their signs of gelling together and you know kill producing they're a team that likes to basically avoid fights until they're in the perfect situation to win them if they don't get in the perfect situation to win them they don't fight at all and they lose and they lose bad and but i do like omg here omg is a minus 115 and billy billy gaming is a minus 20 minus 120 it's an honest coin flip you could go either way here I'm leaning OMG here, and I'm pretty much just going to go uh, three lineups with out of my ten lineups, three lineups with OMG, and maybe one or two with Billy Billy Gaming. Um, next, we got uh, KT Rollster versus Sandbox Gaming. Sandbox Gaming is terrible. Hands down, just bad. They're really bad. KT is not great, but they made some a crazy change last game and beat the number one team in the LCK, which nobody saw coming. There was they I think they were one and two percent owned and, and it and won somebody a lot of money and won multiple people a lot of a uh, few people a lot of money there. Here they're they should they should destroy sandbox. They really should. And the thing with sandbox is they feed kills to their opponents. They feed fantasy points, which means if you're like you want two or three kills there, see what I did there? Sorry, you're paying yeah, attention. That, you paying attention. That, that, All right, um, but <laughs> um, they they completely feed kills. They they jump in front of the other team and hope and pray. Basically, I'm I like KT a lot here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be about fifty percent of my lineups having KT in them. I will have one with Sandbox. Mm-hmm. And um, the- I just want to say Naldo's in the chat right now, just letting you know that he called the upset. Um, don't really know what it means, but I think he's poking a little fun. I think yeah, he's definitely poking a little fun. Uh, I'll get to him in a Discord. Good, good. <laughs> and we're going on to now my favorite game of the night, actually, is it's the last or night morning for us. Um, it's Invictus Gaming versus E-Star. Uh, Invictus Gaming is a former powerhouse of the Chinese League, the LPL. E-Star last year was their first year in the LPL. And they came out on fire. They they looked like a team that could compete with everybody and could win and could go to Worlds and do something. And then they just had a massive, massive downfall. And after that, um, their, one of their star players left and he went to a different team in the LPO. And they're just messed up now. They don't – there's no communication there. It doesn't look like they know what they're doing. And they're – they – pretty much give their opponents kills just like sandbox does my favorite play of the night my favorite stack of the night is definitely by far invictus gaming 
IG should come out here and either win the first two games and they don't get to a third and sweep them, or if E-Star steals one game, I think IG is just going to dismantle them in the third game and it's going to be no contest. They're going to look bad. E-Star is going to look really bad, and IG is going to look like a, a world champion team. And that is it. They're minus 385 for a, fa- for a reason, and I think there's very good reason there. And if you are building any uh, DFS lineups, I suggest going always with your ADC or mid position at captain. And then from there, once things get more expensive, then just after that, if you can't fit that anymore, then I would go to like your jungler position. I try not to go any lower than that, though. Okay, that's great. That is great. So if I heard it correctly, Invictus and Gen G are the two teams that we're going to be targeting the most, correct? Yes. Okay, I was listening. See, that was from the first game and the last game. So I was paying attention the whole time. Didn't really understand it. Jim's showing us a quarter. That is one that he's going to be sending out to one lucky winner. So everybody, again, please give us your personal address, your social security number. Other way, Jim, other way, it's a mirror. So you got to put the the two or the other. Yep. And then, nope, that's a, well, there you go. Um, but yep, see, I got it. See, um, so give us your personal address, your social security number. Jim okay. will be sending quarters to everybody that gives us that social security number. Oh, that's a good Jim, one. Jim, we, we <laughs> appreciate you coming on tonight, buddy. Where can everybody find you on Twitter? They can find me at J Thompson DFS. Thompson is spelled with no P. And you can find me all the time in the Discord chat at Win Daily. And I'll be there to answer any questions, or you could get a hold of me on Twitter, whatever you guys want to do. I'll be there to answer your questions for UFC, esports, LOL, anything, anything you want. I could help you out, or we could all help you out. It's a great team there. And right now is the time to get in because it is 23 cents. cents. What? What? I Love still it. don't like that, but we appreciate the hell out of you, Jim. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on, buddy. No problem. Have a good one. Have guys. a good night. Let, uh, let's go Josh Allen. And I'm just going to take him out with that. Uh, just leave him with a Josh I wonder Allen. How, I wonder how he feels about me um, saying Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen are basically the same person. Well, he's listening right now. He's still he's still kind of below. I'm not going to bring him in, though, because, again, that's going to be a long conversation. He's not happy about it. Oh, no, Jim, nobody can see you. Just Sia and I can see you, um, and you're just giving him the finger. So I just want to verbally <laughs> let everybody know what's going on there. But we appreciate the hell out of Jim. Yes, you can find him on Twitter, as he said, no P and Thompson. You can find him in the Discord for only 23 cents, which is still free for three days, by the way. So just check it out. Then if you're really feeling frisky, have Jim send you that quarter. Get in. For 23 cents, let C and Jim make all that money for you. Ghost as well. He's over in Discord and KBO. We hit 10K. One of the community members hit 10K the other day, so we're very grateful for that. Uh, Naldo, who's hanging out in here. Zach is from Canada, so he gave us a little bit of uh, a conversion. 23 cents is only about 45 cents Canadian, which is interesting. Uh, Ghost is Canadian too, so he didn't tell me that, but I thought that's some pretty good information. So uh, last thing, this show's running a little late, but I've been having such a good time. What do you got, Sia? One, what do you got? What well, you got? I was going to say, so, you know, with fantasy sports sort of coming back, you know, I know with a lot of my fantasy football leagues, <clears throat> we're about to determine draft order uh, for the redraft leagues. So we're doing like all kinds of crazy stuff, whether it's like a golf draft Kings contest or picking names out of a hat. You know, we, we did the serious show on, on you know, w- different ways we can do it. So we haven't gotten super creative yet, but the point is we're doing that. So I was thinking, you know, as a gift, like as as a big, you know, expensive gift for all my my fantasy football friends, you know, the, the nine others that are in this 10 team mm-hmm. league I'm referring to the game of throw uh, throws league. It's the two quarterback oh. league game of throws. Yeah, I got okay. it. I got it. So yep, I got it. anyway, what if I were to Venmo or PayPal them each 23 cents? 
or like 24 cents. So they, they have some change say, after their membership. The yeah. Give them the extra yeah. penny. Just so they know it's, and I'll it. just like PayPal or Venmo them 23 cents and be like, sign up. It's free. Boom. Done. I and if you don't want to, if you, if you don't want to be there after a month, which you will, then you can just sign off literally. So anyway, I just thought that thought just occurred to me and it's like, all right, maybe, maybe I'll, maybe I'll, I'll gift something very valuable that happens like to that. only be, um, 23 cents right now. You're, you're a good friend. And, uh, Zach actually came back and I, I guess that's not real conversion. He was making a Michael Jordan joke. Uh, 45 was famously Michael Jordan's other number. So that one's on me, Zach. Uh, I get it now, but I did not in the beginning. So appreciate the hell out of you there. So last thing we'll be, we will be talking about, which usually is first, but I'm I'm interested to see how we do this. It's, it's kind of the last part of the day. C is still juiced up. He gets to talk a little golf. So we obviously have the Workday Charity open down in Murfield. I think it's Ohio, if I'm not mistaken. We have the Memorial next week. Tiger Woods is already confirmed. It was kind of confirmed. And then he came out and said, yes, he's in. So I know a lot of people are pretty pissed off already uh, with a lot of their lineups and some of their bets. So maybe people are just kind of you know, going to throw this one out. We'll see what happens next week. It should be a little more fun with with um, Jack Nicholas there, if I'm not mistaken. We're going to have a little Tiger Woods. It's going to be a lot of fun. But talk to me, Sia. How are how are some of your picks doing? How are some of your bets doing? How how you feeling so far into this process? So so first of all, the news was was bro- I mean, we all kind of thought Tiger Woods was going to play, but we yeah. didn't know. And when it comes to Tiger Woods, you kind of never know. I mean, you could you could be ninety five percent sure, but it's Tiger Woods, so you're never ninety five percent sure. So I think it was CBS that broke that, that news, specifically Kyle Porter. Uh, I just want to give a shout out to to Kyle and the whole CBS. Uh, one of my friends is over there, Eric, who who runs the show there, and their their PGA tracker and their app for golf is is. I mean, we use maybe the PGA Tour app or you know people use other apps i suppose but just fyi that's a really good app to follow golf and you know they've got the metrics just like some of the other places do so Mm -hmm. congratulations to cbs for breaking that news which i believe they did but yeah you know today didn't go so well and and it didn't go so well because of one guy you know i wouldn't say i was overweight on joel damon if you look at my lineups because you know I probably had 30% of him, which is what the industry, you know, in the Millie Maker, he was like 30% owned, I think, or something right Ooh. under 30%. Yeah, he was very, he was like the third chalkiest guy in the Millie Maker. He was, because he was 7,700, which is a reasonable price, and his off the tee and his approach game were just, the the metrics were just off the charts. I don't know if you remember on Tuesday, but I said I really liked him. I even picked him as one of my um, six, or like when I narrowed it down, three first round leaders. But if you remember, I said, you know, I really like Joel Damon. He can absolutely go off, but he can go off either way. And I'm just hoping he doesn't have that bad day. Well, mm-hmm. he had the bad day, and I, you know, I like I said, I wasn't overweight on him. But but here's that that word overweight has different implications depending on how you apply it. Because on my most expensive. Uh, GPP like single entries or three max entries, which is generally all I do. That's those are the ones I had Joel Damon in. So even though I was technically thirty percent exposed to him from a pure financial analysis, I was yeah. like seventy five percent exposed to yep. him. So this is a guy that's plus seven right now. He has literally no. Sh- he gave up today, as far as I'm concerned. I, I legitimately think he kind of just mailed it in today and stopped caring after like the fifth or sixth hole, which is just deplorable that's just my assumption maybe it's not Mm -hmm. true but he he was so bad um so he killed like a lot of my lineups i still have a lot of lineups that have or at least a few lineups that have six for six still in contending we know golf dfs doesn't start until you know saturday morning Mm -hmm. so you know we'll talk tomorrow obviously you and me michael and we'll see where i'm at but damon hurt me but i'll tell you a lot of my pivots colin morikawa instead of hovland you know morikawa was leading hovland hovland did okay today he did great he played some comeback ball on his back nine but 
you know, that was a great pivot because it was 500 less and Morikawa was four shots ahead. Um, I avoided Rose. I completely faded Rose. I avoided guys like Bubba Watson. I didn't tout Brooks Kepka. None of those guys are doing well. I didn't tout, uh, I don't know if I mentioned Justin Rose. I didn't tout him at all. It was more Xander and Cantlay and a little bit of Rom on the top end. And then I was touting Morikawa. Damon screwed me. Um, Hadwin was in my write-up. And some of my punt plays are very much in it. Um, Chesson Hadley's doing not, not so great, but my my secret weapon, Warinsky, I think he's minus one. So he's right under that cut line. So he he might be okay. Naismith was one of my guys. He's doing pretty well. So, you know, we'll see. I hope it turns around tomorrow. But those Damon lines, it's not just me. A lot of the DFS community is very upset with Joel Damon, for sure. Yes, yes. and it's unfortunate. Um, when he's 30% in the Millie Maker, I mean, at plus seven, that's just insane. And now, so just out of curiosity, again, you know, we still have the rest of this weekend to go so there's a lot of stuff we can do we can do showdowns we still have those matchup bets that you love so much that you keep winning we still have the potential to really see where everyone's sitting and try and find that person that is is a little undervalued in terms of hey maybe they didn't have the greatest thursday but they absolutely have a shot when it comes to sunday but in terms of damon for next week now i don't i don't i don't think we know who exactly everybody that's going to be playing next week and maybe he decides hey i I hate this course and i ever want to play how much do you think this type of performance him just completely bowing out of the first round even if he goes even tomorrow he's going to be absolutely terrible how much do you think that affects his pricing and how much do you think that affects his ownership next week just out of curiosity yeah it'll affect his pricing a little bit there's going to be more elite players here so instead of 7700 he might be like 7300 next week regardless of how well he did he would probably drop a few unless he like won the tournament or was top five or something so he'll drop in price because of this performance for, for sure you know it's interesting because a lot of the dfs community has sort of wised up a little bit so when somebody has an absolutely terrible day that they they like or tell terrible tournament a lot of that community and this happened actually with webb simpson when webb simpson won three weeks ago when he beat out answer and hatton which i was pretty disappointed about for financial reasons but if you recall the tournament before that which i believe was colonial i'm trying to remember Mm -hmm. he missed the cut and yet that next tournament even after coming off a missed cut and screwing a lot of people over in the same way that joel damon did today a lot. He was super chalky. I think he was like the third chalkiest guy in the Millie Maker and pretty much across all of the tournaments uh, and cash games, frankly. So, I, you know, Damon's not as big of a name as Webb Simpson. So, definitely there'll be some people off of him, mm-hmm. but people are already on the track. Well, okay, well, people aren't going to be on Joel Damon. So, I'm definitely going to be on him because at the end of the day, he is a good ball striker normally. So, mm-hmm. he's not necessarily a guy that I'm going to be like, oh, this is so sneaky. I'll, I'll have some of him. I, I do feel a little snake bitten, so I won't have him as much as I did today, but I'll have some of him. But but honestly, to your point, yeah, the DFS community, especially with, with people like us and, and some of the other outlets that are out there, like, you know, we're kind of wise to some of that stuff, like that mm-hmm. sample size is just too small to pivot off of him completely. Yeah, and that makes sense. Just that, uh, um, I was just kind of curious when you brought that up because again, it's going to be at the same place. This tournament is it's it's literally the exact same golf course next week. I know they're going to do some stuff to the greens, and obviously they're going to try you know try to change some things up a little bit so it's not just a one for one re like a like a remake of the movie essentially. But they're it's going to be the same course. How really different can they make it? So I was just kind of curious about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in terms of our long shots. You've been pretty good at this. Um, we're all kind of waiting for that 80 to one. I know Jason's probably out there listening right now because I think mm-hmm. he had a couple lineups with Damon in them and they, they, they did not do so great. So he's looking to make that money back. Uh, where, where, where's our 80 to one this week, Sia? Or at least our just very, very long shot to win this whole thing. You know, it's funny. I'm looking at it right now and I didn't realize this guy was 80 to one. This is a guy I really like uh, in mm-hmm. general. So 
Uh, I'm looking at where he is in the standings. Let me go over the guys I liked just right off the bat, and then I'll okay. look for this guy in a second. So I I kind of like Nick Taylor at 50 to one. I mean, he's one shot back. He's kind of mysterious because he was, you know, he quarantined himself for a while and he was absent the last three or four tournaments. So everybody was pretty much off him for two reasons. One was that, and two, he's not that great of a, of a golfer, yeah. you know, at least compared to some of those guys that we talked about, like the Joel Damons and the, the guys that are better than him. So I think Nick Taylor is interesting. Anytime you have a guy that's just been off and all of a sudden comes back and just like bursts on the scene and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, you have to, you can't assume he found something, but you have to like, put that presumption into your your line of thinking. So when Nick Taylor is one shot back, and he left a little bit on the table today, one shot back and he's 50 to one, I mean, okay, you know, like I might put 10 bucks on that, you know, just because he is one shot back and he looked lights out today. I mean, he hit every green, he didn't hit every green, but mm-hmm. he basically relative to the field was doing that. So I don't love that one. He goes out in the afternoon tomorrow. There might be some storm and some wind trouble both in the morning and the afternoon. It could presumably be worse for the afternoon unless they get lucky and it gets rained out and they get to come back in the morning and then whatever. Um, But I think 50 to one is value. I'll give you another three guys that I I think are decent odds considering the circumstances right now. Uh, Joaquin Neiman at 33 to one, he's four shots back. I think 33 to one is pretty decent value because Neiman can get hot. We've seen that this year since the uh, restart. Mm -hmm. This one's kind of, this one's kind of like whatever. It's a hundred to one, but Peter Malnati was absolutely on fire today. I mean, just, on fire. He's one of those guys like, I don't know, did he find something? Because last tournament, he had a pretty good tournament too. So anytime I see, I'm not saying he's going to win, but anytime mm-hmm. I see 100 to 1, I'm like, okay, I have to at least consider that. I mean, yeah. if, if you're just messing around and you want to put four bucks on 100 to 1, like, and and you happen to maybe have a sweat on Sunday because of it, and you lose, well, that four bucks was worth it. So anytime exactly. I see 100 to 1 or fun. 80 to 1, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's it's the price of entertainment, you know, the cost of entertainment. So another guy I like that's only two shots back that's in that again, these are all long shots. That's in that 50 to 1 uh territory is Aaron Wise. 50 to 1, two shots back. He was kind of a hot guy in the in the DFS world. I, I got to admit I didn't have him, but you know, he's been playing pretty well. He's a fit for this course. And again, two shots back at 50 to 1. If he can string a, a, another couple days together that are decent and he's within a couple shots not only do you potentially have a sweat sunday but saturday night you can maybe put in some hedge bets with Mm -hmm. you know maybe he and two other guys are you know three shots uh away from the rest of the field so maybe you only have to hedge with one or two other guys and all of a sudden you've got you know a built-in you know you're making money no matter what you know that that kind of thing so but the guy i was looking for who was also 80 to 1 and i can't find him for some reason is rory rory sabatini i'm looking to see how many shots back he is. And it looks like he's four shots back. I don't know. I'm going to have to find it, but but I always like to look for an 80 to one to please Jason and, yes. and myself because and Nick, those are it. And Nick, I think he's minus two actually, but honestly, I got to double check that. But yeah, 80 to one. If, we're, if we have to pick an 80 to one shot, uh, I'll go Rory Sabatini. Yes, I think that's just going to be a theme moving forward. Uh, Wind Daily Sports and and this number of 80, there's a lot of connections. We're going to learn a lot more about it come football season. We're working on something absolutely incredible for DFS and for football um, to bet on the NFL. And it's going to be mind-blowing. So hopefully everybody out there is listening because there's just remember that number, 80. C is going to give us 80 to ones and they're going to win. And Nick's going to give us something with an 80 model and it's going to be insane. So I'm very, very excited for that. Hey, a couple things. So Discord is already blowing up. I was just looking at it with oh. respect to Showdown tomorrow. So yeah. a lot of those people who have Joel Damon, 
they might be like, okay, what do I do now? Kind of thing. And, and, and I would, I would tell you that if you have Joel Damon and you have un, the other f- five guys are in contention, you very much could make money. Like, like having five out of six, now that it's, it's the cut line is 65 and, and low, I, I can't see what you're showing me, but no, I was just showing everybody discord? the discord. Yeah. It's just the discord. Oh, oh, okay, okay. People are talking in it right now. So it is fantastic. Sorry about that. No, no that's okay. The, the point is your, your lineup's not dead. If you have Joel Damon and your other five guys are doing pretty good or might make the cut. So don't feel like you have to rush to showdown if you don't normally do it but uh, a few guys i like in showdown that that were pretty good t to green that just didn't really have the putter like really going and by the way i don't know what's in discord some of our other writers in discord so i haven't mm-hmm. really checked what i have with them but quick look uh cory connor's uh naismith again uh leishman sabatini and bud Colley, uh justin thomas i like as well so uh that's i guess six guys right there and uh we have at least probably like another six to ten more that we're talking about in the discord mm-hmm. chat so uh jump in there it's only 23 cents to sign up literally it's 23 cents jump in discord make that money back tomorrow times like 100 because that's actually yeah. possible when the subscription is 23 cents yeah it's really so not that hard. Uh, times 100 i mean that's like uh what like 20 bucks i think yeah, you you could literally play the the, the quarter DFS showdowns yes. and you know in top top twenty those and you'd be you know you'd literally be you'd making be a lot of money. Yeah, you'd be good. You'd probably pay for this month's subscription and next month's subscription. Uh, you get all CS help. We had Jim Thompson on at J Thompson with no P DFS. Uh, the with no P part is not included. I just have to remind everyone that Thompson is not spelled without a P. Uh, we had our friend Charlie on. If anyone remembers from the beginning of the show, Charlie was hanging out for about two minutes. He made a joke, uh, made fun of my nose, which really isn't that difficult at this point. And then he left. So Charlie should be on next week and uh, we'll have some fun. He actually emailed me during the show saying he's going to have his home studio set up, his microphone and everything. So we'll be good for next week. Charlie, as I said, Oh, yes, please. I'm, I'm so sorry for interrupting you, but because these 80 to 1 picks are always very important because we have a really solid history with them, I just want to clarify, Rory Sabatini is minus three, so he's only four shots back. The people in front of him are good, but Sabatini's, you know, he's solid. He disappointed people last week, but he's solid. He had a good first round, 80 to 1. I think that's worth five bucks. You make about 400 bucks. Go ahead and throw five or 10 bucks on Rory Sabatini at 80 to 1. We've got and a good then- history with that number, so do it. And then take 23 of those cents, if you haven't already, sign up for a Wendelli Sports subscription where you get all the articles and proje- all the articles and cheat sheets are already free, but you're going to get the projection models and you're going to get the Discord where we're having these conversations. Not only is he, as, as he already said, he, he holds back some of the stuff on here. He gives some great information. And this is the information I use, I'll be honest, every once in a while I hop in the Golf Discord to see what's going on. But I got the man right here, so I can just make a lineup in front of him He's cool with it and we're good to go. So it's good stuff, but he does hold back a couple things as he should, as he should, as, as a good employee of this great company does. But yes, go to windailysports.com backslash 23. It's a Michael Jordan, the GOAT site with a GOAT price. That's what I wanted to tweet out. But Jason said he doesn't think people know the GOAT what that means and i said that's ridiculous and i didn't feel yeah i didn't even want to argue it i was like okay jason well good. The, no the, the bigger problem is they might look for lebron's number and put that in the in the in the it's in 23 the promo code. his number is still 23 that's a good point it was six in miami when he was hanging out with you for a couple years but it's been oh 23 well ever okay since. So well like, no then matter. it was six he won no, all his championships in Miami. Here. Get the hell out of here. But we appreciate the hell out of you, Sia. We appreciate Jim for coming on. Make sure all of Jim's articles are on the website. Sia has an article on the website. Mostly he's going to be in the Discord now, now that all his really top-heavy lineups are, are a little screwed, unfortunately. But there's still a possibility. Not all. Them. Not all. Not all. Not all. Not all. But Sia, where can everybody find you on Twitter? 
at Cian Ajad. That's Bills fans, Eagles fans. Uh, we didn't insult Falcons fans today. So Bills and Eagles fans, that's at Cian Ajad. You can find me at Michael Raziel one And don't forget, I will hopefully be on the Levitard show Monday because I watched 18 to 20 hours of Fast and the Furious this Sunday coming up. So definitely check out the Levitard show. I want to say it's about 10 to 12 on ESPN2 uh, and ESPN Radio. You're more than welcome to check me out there. That's a good idea. We should we should make a plea to, because they have the local hour. Let's at least try yep. to angle for that. Okay. So, because you'd be coming off like the, the Fast and Furious bender. Like you'll yes. be like half there in the first place, which is inherently funny. And that's what they're looking for in the first place. Exactly. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to have bag, to uh, half in the bag man saying Chris Cody's name wrong. This is all worth it. It's all worth it and that's all that matters, but if we appreciate all of you out there hanging out with us. Thank you to everybody in the chat. Thank you to everybody listening and watching. Make sure to like, subscribe, share the podcast, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell, hang out with us a little bit more. Make sure you're following us on Twitter if you aren't already and 23. It's 23 cents everybody. So thank you all so much and make it a very profitable night.